0: Waiting for um, <coughs> Sean to come and sing a solo or something, but anyway. Alrighty, First Corinthians chapter 9, please. First Corinthians chapter 9. For some reason, apart from these dear people down the front, everyone's down the back there. So, uh, <coughs> and I had a shower this afternoon, um, deodorant, clean shirt, you know. Um, <coughs> that's all right, that's the, that's the Coffs Harbour influence. That's what it is. See all the Coffs Harbour people down there, down towards the backsliders Road down there, you know? <laughs> Maybe it's my relatives, something like that. Anyway, where do you think Brother, uh, Brother Christie's going to sit, down the front or down the back? <laughs> oh, he's coming down near the front. He, he's, a, he's a good man. <laughs> he's a good man. Alright, right, First Corinthians chapter 9. Now, I know we are in the middle of kids' club. So, what do they call Wednesday? Hump Day, <laughs> and tomorrow is most probably the hardest day of Kids Club because you know people are starting to get a bit tired. Uh, not starting to get a bit tired, are tired. Um, Friday, you're in the back straight. You know, you're sort of going down. So, don't worry. I want to give you just a little outline, good old Baptist outline, three points, uh, and then um, we'll be gone. One Corinthians chapter nine, twenty-four, verse twenty-four. Know ye not that they which run in a race Run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a cast away. I'm going to give you a little outline from this passage on the the prize fighter. And let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for the beautiful day. Um, The weather, Lord, is amazing. It could have been raining. It could have been cold, but it's just been beautiful weather for this week, and we give you thanks. Father, I pray that now as we look at your word for just a few minutes, that, uh, Lord, in a practical way, your Holy Spirit will speak to each heart, we pray. And we pray for his anointing, his infilling, Uh, even for this short time in your word, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, The Apostle Paul said here, um, they do it, verse 25, to obtain a corruptible crown. What was he speaking about there? They do it. Well, the city of Corinth was evidently the venue for the, I'm not sure if I'm going to say this correctly, the it's, it's, Isthmian Games, Isthmian Games, Uh, which was evidently second only to to the Olympic Games. Now, I had a bit of a look this afternoon on Mr. Google, and evidently the Isthmian Games was the year before and the year after the Olympics. And there were five different sports uh, or or disciplines, uh, and women were only allowed in one of those, and that was poetry and music. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they weren't allowed in anything else. But of course, one of those five disciplines or five sports was boxing. And I reckon Paul was a bit of a boxing fan. Now, I like boxing. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, what do you call it, an afici- aficionado? I'm not a, an expert at boxing, but I do like boxing. Um, I only ever had one boxing bout myself, and it wasn't that, that great, but I did win. Uh, and... Um, uh, I used to fight with Lyndon quite a bit, but um, it was normally wrestling. And because I was older and bigger, it uh, usually ended in tears. But um, I like boxing. I remember back in 1987, very clearly when we lived at Maryland's, um, Alan Hindmarsh, some of you were, would remember Alan, and uh, and his dad and his uncle and, and, uh, and I, we went out to the old entertainment centre and we watched Jeff Fenwick, um win his third world title. He fought a Thai fella named Samat. Samat Payakaroon, and uh, he knocked him out out cold in the uh, the fourth round, uh, and I remember that. Uh, this the first and only time I've ever been to a a, a boxing bout, and I am very partial to. Uh, I I do get the um, updates on Facebook from George Foreman, the preacher, and um, and I'm also very partial to watching. Triple G's biggest hits. If you want a bit of fun on uh, on YouTube, go to Triple G's biggest hits. Um, he was the uh, his his name was Gennady Golovkin, and I enjoy watching his fights. In 1865, the Queensberry rules were brought in, and these were the rules from 1865. Wrestling was illegal. Contestants wore padded gloves. There were three minute rounds followed by one minute of rest. And a boxer had 10 seconds to get up unaided or the fight was over. And, of course, uh, in traditional boxing divisions, there are eight. Flyweight, bantamweight, featherweight, lightweight, welterweight, middleweight, light heavyweight, and heavyweight. Uh, And, of course, I'm pretty sure over the years I have uh, shared the the amazing testimony of a good friend of mine from South Australia. His name's Colin Cassidy. He's in his early 70s now. But he was Australian uh, featherweight champion. And uh, he came to the Lord uh, one day when the pastor down there, Robert Cotton, knocked on his front door. And he has quite a testimony. Uh, And I'm pretty sure I've shared it here over the years. But in any case, the Apostle Paul was, I think, a boxing fan. At least if he wasn't a fan, he did observe what went on. And uh, there's three things we can learn from this little passage that we've read this evening. Here's the first thing. Preparation. Preparation. Look at verse 25. Every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Temperate in all things. Now, the word, uh, uh, that, that little term, striveth for the mastery, is one Greek word. And it's the Greek word agonizomai, where we get our word agony from. Agony. And uh, striving for a boxer, uh, it's most probably the hardest sport in the world. It is a brutal sport. I wouldn't encourage you most probably to get into boxing, but, but it is, it is a, a brutal sport. And to be good at boxing, uh, it's, the training is agony. Most probably the boxing is agony, but the training is definitely agony. And that's what Paul is saying here. Striving for the mastery, there's, there's a fair bit of effort that goes into that. And of course the word temperate there, striveth for the mastery, is temperate. Temperate is the word, um, it means self-controlled. Self controlled. In other words, uh, to be very good at being a boxer, to to win the crown here at the Isthmian Games, a boxer had to put himself under agony, under heavy conditions of self control. Uh, In other words, discipline. He had to be disciplined. Come down here to verse number 27. Very interesting phrase here. Verse number 27. Where are we? Uh, Verse 27. He says, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Now, again, that little term there, um, under my body, uh, literally means uh, to get a black eye or to be beaten black and blue. That's what it means, literally. So what is Paul saying here? He's saying, listen, um, just like the boxer uh, undergoes agony in his training, and, and by the way, even football players, they'll tell you, when they train over the summertime, it, it's agony. It's agony. I mean, it is, uh, it's far harder than the actual games. Uh, they really flog those footballers over summertime to get them into shape. But Paul's saying, what is he saying here? What is he saying, I beat, my, I beat myself up? What he's saying is this. Um, I get my flesh under control. I get my flesh under control. Uh, <clears throat> so... Um, you know, this, this is what the disciplined Christian does. You have to get the flesh under control. There's the spirit versus the flesh. And the flesh, the easy, the easy way out for the Christian life is to let the flesh have its way. You know, the easy way out is when the alarm clock goes off, or you, you who uses an alarm? Anyone use an alarm clock these days? When your mobile phone goes off, that, that irritating, and I set my alarm on my iPhone, it's the most irritating uh, sound. And it's a terrible thing, but it, you know, wakes you up. And, uh, uh, and um, so what does what, what the flesh says? Well, I'm just going to go snooze. And then 10 minutes later, snooze. And 10 minutes later, snooze. And before long, you know, oh, got to go to work. No time to read my Bible. No time to pray. See, that's, that's uh, the flesh says, hit the snooze button. The spirit says, no, you need to get up and meet with God. See, if we we are going to um, be be effective at this this spiritual fight that we're in, we need to get the flesh under control. In other words, the spiritual has to take precedence over the flesh. Keep a bookmark there. Come over here to um, uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 1: Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, <clears throat> again, the analogy here or the illustration is that of a race. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so on. We're familiar with this verse. What what's he say here? The writer of Hebrews says, listen, um, <clears throat> we're in a race and we've obviously got to get rid of the sins. We need to lay the besetting, we all have a besetting sin and we need God's help to deal with whatever your besetting sin is, whatever mine is. But there's also the thing of weights. We've got to lay those weights aside. This is all part of the discipline of the athlete. Um, we need to lay aside those weights. What is a weight? A weight is something that is not necessarily a sin but it's still holding us back. It's still holding us back. You see, uh, I think sometimes the weights uh, are more difficult to deal with than the sins because the sins are obvious. You know what your besetting sin is. Uh, You know what that is or you'll find out whether it's anger or greed or lust or whatever it might be. You know what that is. But the weights can pile up. Weights again are something that are not necessarily wrong in themselves, but they stop us from becoming disciplined. So the writer to Hebrew says, "Listen, gotta put those things away." You know, it might it might be a sport. Now I, I love sport, and um, <clears throat> and I said to someone uh, yesterday, a brother in, lo- in the Lord, I said, if I could now, I'd play rugby league, but I don't know if anyone at sixty one has ever played rugby league. <laughs> Uh, I played my last game of rugby league 40 years ago, so I most probably wouldn't be, and I don't even think I was that good then, but I most probably be, wouldn't be very good now, you know. But um, uh, a weight, it could be a sport. And I think sport's good, especially for especially team sports. They're good for kids. It teaches teamwork. It teaches you how to, uh, you know, what are you going to do when you lose. It teaches you to face disappointment and so on. Uh, but too much of that, it's not a good thing. It might be a hobby. It might be an investment. It might be something that is not necessarily bad. But it can become so great in your life that it just takes over your life. And it, and it basically weighs you down in the race. Uh, I often use, it's a silly illustration, but it was told to me years ago. You know, the um, the Olympic runner gets down on his blocks. And, um, uh, you know, one Olympic runner, he, he's... Uh, uh, he's got a can of beer in one hand and he's got a, a cigarette in the other hand, and off he goes. Yeah, well, that's dumb. That's you're not you're not going to win a race if you got you know if you're getting into the grog and you're puffing on the cigarette. That's crazy. That's the sins. Okay, that, that's obvious. But what about the Olympic runner that gets down and he's got his um, you know he's got his boots on, and he's got his winter coat and his beanie and his scarf, you know, and, and six layers of clothes for the cold. Uh, and is that, is that wrong to wear that? Well, no, it's not. But it's stupid. You know, that's, that's a weight. You've got to get rid of that stuff. So whatever the weight is in your life, we need to be disciplined. When the Spirit of God brings that across your, your mind, across your, your spirit, you've got to say, no, that's, that's, that's taken too much of my time. Too much of my time. Is it wrong to have a hobby, to have a sport? No, of course not. Of course not. But if it's a weight, then we need to lay it aside. Okay, back to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Um, and by the way, Paul said to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4, he said, bodily exercise profiteth little. Profiteth little. I-, I can't imagine Timothy going down to the gym. I'm not against gyms. If I don't go to the gym. Okay, personally, I don't go to the gym. If you go to the gym, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I don't think Timothy was down the gym you know, six days a week, pump an iron. I, you know, I don't. I don't think he was. I, I might be wrong, but I can't see Timothy doing that. So Paul said, "Listen, uh, t- you know, bodily exercises pro- it profits a little bit. Yeah, it's good to be fit, and you need some exercise, but don't go overboard on it, Timothy." But he says, "Godliness is profitable unto all things. You focus on the spirit. Put the spiritual ahead of the physical." And so the first thing, if you want, to be a good, uh, you want to be a good boxer, you've got to have the preparation. Secondly, it's a performance. Look at verse 26. Uh, wrong chapter here. Chapter 9, verse 26. He says, I therefore run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. What's he saying there? He's, shadow, he's saying, I'm not shadow boxing. Uh, you know, I'm not boxing in front of a mirror. Uh, I remember as, as a kid when I was learning cricket, I would, um, I, I would be practicing my shots, you know. And to this day, I'm, I'm a pretty classy cricketer when it comes to, you know, uh, practice shots. I'm really good. I can actually get the leg out, get the elbow up. Uh, I was never much good actually playing cricket, but I was really stylish, you know, practicing, especially after I got bowled. I was really good at playing that shot, you know, as to what I should have done. But uh, you know, uh, that's um, what is he saying here? Paul saying, "Look, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not looking in, in a mirror. I'm not, I'm not spa, you know, shadow boxing. I'm actually in a fight. I'm actually, you know, I'm actually taking punches. I'm throwing punches here. I'm not punching, I'm not punching the air. I'm not beating the air." So his performance, or our performance as believers, we. Hey, we 're in a real war, and I mentioned this the other day, but we are in a real battle, and we know our battle is not physical. our battle is not physical uh, our battle is spiritual for we wrestle not against um, <clears throat> physical things. we understand that ephesians chapter six but we 're in a spiritual battle every single day they 're in the spiritual we 're in a spiritual battle what, who who are uh, what are, what or who Whatever the correct word is there. What are our enemies? The world, the flesh, and the devil. We've got three enemies. We're up against the devil. The Bible says, draw nigh to God, resist the devil, he'll flee. Okay, we've got to do that. And then we're up against the world. The Bible says, love not the world. Neither things that are in the world. And we're up against the flesh. How do we deal with that? Neither give place to the flesh. You know, make no... Make no uh, provision for the flesh. Sorry, not the good place of the devil. Make not provision for the flesh. Because they are our enemies. And we are in this real fight. Ephesians chapter 6, we haven't got time to go there, but it's all about the battle. Okay, and then lastly, I told you it was very brief this evening. Look at verses, verses 24 and 25 again. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. Verse 25, second part there. Now, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. You say the Christian life is sometimes it's really hard. Yep, it is hard. It is hard. Being disciplined sometimes is hard, but we need to be disciplined. We need to be disciplined. You know, I I marvel at, um, uh, well, not just boxers, but any elite sports people I marvel at their discipline because to get to that level to be world champion or you know n r l champion or a f l champion or whatever it takes years and years and years of slog i know there's the there 's the talent you 've got to have some talent somewhere uh, but it takes years and years and years of it 's basically hard work that 's what it is it 's discipline the christian life is no different it 's not it 's nothing fancy occasionally it 's fancy like uh I reckon our kids' club this week's pretty fancy. Um, and, and it's pretty corny at times. But it's hard work. It's hard work. We see all this stuff here. Um, <clears throat> but the Christian life is um, it's hard work. We need to be disciplined. But it's a wonderful thing to be disciplined in, in a, um, what's the word, in something that actually means something. you know, In eternity, if you win a premiership, oh, well, I, I don't, I really don't know if God's that interested in NRL. I don't I don't I mean they say that rugby's the sport they play in heaven, but I really don't think that I don't really think God's that interested in rugby. I mean if you could if you use that as a witnessing tool, okay. That's good. But what God God says, listen, godliness is profitable unto all things. Serving the Lord. Being in that fight, realizing that our fight is real, God has given us all the tools we need. God has given us the Comforter. Uh, God has given us the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, who comes alongside and and He helps train us. He does. And thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. Hey, we're, we're gonna we're, win, we're gonna win, brother, brother Christie. And there's a crown laid up for us. And to have Jesus say, "Well done." our good and faithful servant. Wow, that's, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. All right, that's all I've got to say this evening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming. Heavenly Father, thank you, Father, for the, again for the week. Uh, Lord, may we be faithful. Uh, may we be disciplined in our Christian walk. Um, and Lord, it's just such a blessing to be with the Lord's people. It's a blessing to serve you. It's a blessing to be used by you. We do pray, Lord, for, uh, well, we just pray for you to do a mighty work in the lives of these young people. The last two days of Kids Club, bless um, Condor Park Bible Church, Lord. May the, may the impact of this church uh, increase, remain an increase until Jesus comes. And in his name we pray. Amen.